Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. We are back, baby. are back. There must be, I, I don't know what the schedule is or how it works, but for the last two weeks, I have been off due to foosball. That's right. Sunday night football. Men in costumes, chasing balls, pretending to be from the hometown. And I it's had like to Congress. miss, oh, it's, <laughs> I had to miss arguably the most exciting two weeks to have a talk radio show on the weekend. There are, there are pros and cons to not being on the air over the last three weeks. Well, that's funny. You should say that. You yourself, who before the show yeah. said, look, I don't want to talk about it. I am Kavanaugh out. Too bad, baby. I know. Because you have to talk about it. If you want to talk about it, give us a call. 312-642-5600. But the reason I was so disgusted that I didn't have my show isn't because I wanted to regurgitate the talking points we've been inundated with time after time, after day after day, syndicated show after syndicated show. No, no, no. That's not why I wanted to have the microphone. I wanted to have the microphone because I can spot the apple. I see what this is. This is not an accident. This is not about a case of victimization. This is a tactic. This is a tactic that was perfected. And you know something, Macbeth, what I do a little differently than most hosts? I don't talk about this guy um, with absolute disregard for his intelligence. I don't agree with him. On anything, no, you saved that for me. On anything he did, I agree, I agree with nothing. He was a, a, described himself as a small-C communist. But one thing this brilliant son of a gun was, he was the Machiavelli of the Communist Party, and his name was Saul Alinsky. And that is the tactic used to destroy whomever it is. Now, over the last couple of weeks, it was Brett Kavanaugh. And it was a tactic that, number one, he, he, has, he gave you the 13 rules for radicals, right? We all know about this. We heard about it all the time. But moreover, it's important to understand the concept of the man giving you these rules and his intention behind these rules. The nice thing about these rules is that they're plug-in. They're fundamental. They're, they're a philosophy that you, in any situation, you can plug them in, and you know what? They work. Now, the, the favorite one that is, it, it likes to be used by the socialist is use a tactic your people enjoy. Now, as you could tell from all of us watching the video from the screamers in the, in the elevator or the Capitol, which, by the way, Macbeth, who does the security for the Capitol? Andy Frank? What kind of, how do you let these people in all these buildings? I mean, did you see this thing, for God's sakes? They made TSA look like the IDF. 
It was outrageous to me. I didn't know if I was looking at the Thanksgiving at Rosie O'Donnell's house or what was going on. There's all screaming at a bunch of angry women who had the same haircut I have yelling at people. I like when I screen a call and I come back and you're talking about Rosie O'Donnell. I know it's going to be a good show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very uh, much. But uh, before we uh, do, do me a favor, because I think it's important we have that discussion where we realize you can get pulled off into the weeds, which is, which is the goal of this tactic. It's to get dragged off into the weeds, and we all pick the same arguments, and we all pick the, the standardized sides of what we're going to have. And, and by the way, I agree with those sides. This was a good guy who, in my opinion, did not do it. The idea that he had a calendar really threw a wrench into the assault on his character. I mean, who keeps a calendar for 36 years? I love it. Love it. Not the fact that his history, none of which showed anything like this. This guy has been in the public eye, and this is the reason I wasn't too crazy about him. He was a Bush guy, a lackey from 20 years ago, has been in government, been through the system, been around the, the machine that I despise, that we see runs over us at every chance. And, and he had a lot of, in his history, I don't agree with. I didn't buy this. He's the absolute originalist. We must love him. So when it started, I was kind of like, all right, he, yeah. seems, he seems okay, but I wasn't a rah-rah a guy. Right. He seemed okay. But what you saw when you saw this happen to this good man was um, the tactic of Olinsky not only work, but really gain steam and add to the cold civil war we've been living through for, I think, 12 to maybe maybe 16 years. I'd say you could go back to 2002. You go back to 2000. You go back to when they did the count off. And that this that is would a, be 18 years. All right. Mr. Well, Mercantile. That must be that new math. Anyway. You, this is a cold civil war, and this is about the implementation of a tactic meant to divide and conquer and to run society through mob rule, but moreover through intimidation. See, this is what you're seeing when you see these people screaming and shouting and everybody's a victim. You know, this is the other thing, Macbeth. I, did, I, I have never looked to reap the rewards of another man's labor. I have never looked at a guy who made a lot of money and said, you know what? That's a lot of money. I wish that's why you pull all your I, old audio I every wish, Sunday. I wish he'd give me some of that money. And I'll tell you another thing. I'm not going to pay the cost of another man's sin. This is not something I've ever done, would do under any circumstances. So for me to walk around the way the left, the socialists, the activist communists pretending to be Democrats want me to walk around because I'm a man is outrageous to me. And this is the plan. As you look at these dimwits on Sunday show after Sunday show, the idea that there would be some sort of a system based on an accusation, now I've got to prove my innocence, is ridiculous. And it's absolutely anti-American. We are the, are the country of the individual, of the innocent until proven guilty. This, this notion that all of a sudden some disgruntled woman who nobody remembers has no corroboration, no collaboration, no nothing that even ties her to this guy, aside from the fact that they were in the same small town, brought our country to a halt, is outrageous. And now you've got senators that go on. Jokes of senators. Laughable. What's it, Blumenthal? The absolute fraud known liar. Vietnam combat, my eye. He brought veterans out of the woods that, that, that couldn't stand the idea that this guy was seizing credit for something he didn't do. He's going to lecture you on false in one thing, false on all things? It's insane to me. Not to mention the other bald one who looks like everybody's neighbor. Uh, what's his name? Coons? 
Chris Coons from Delaware, riddled in pay-to-play scandals. Delaware is kind of like Chicago, only without the snappy clothes. It's just as corrupt. Yeah, geographically just, It's larger. just despicable, yeah. really. And, and, and this guy's going to come out, and they sit upon these perches. See, what's happened is, since the 30s, we've called them your honor so much, they believe it. And the reality is, anybody in that position has no honor. They're nothing but political prostitutes willing to sell their, 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 their position to rule over us. Oh, look, we got a lot of calls on this. All right, let's go to Patrick. Patrick, line one, thank you so much for calling the show. Did I uh, disconnect them? Hold on, I'll get it, you moron. One what, second. You changed the whole system here. Hello there. How are you, buddy? Hello, Patrick. Hey, hey listen, first of all, I think every guy out there should start keeping a calendar. But that's not why I called. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is the Supreme Court so important? It shouldn't be. It was never supposed to be. Oh, finally. The fact that one guy gets uh, appointed to the Supreme Court should not be the end of the world. They don't rule our lives. Nine people should oh. not be in charge of us. I disagree with you. You're right. You're right in the overall 30,000-foot view of what the Supreme Court is. But don't you understand this upsets what they've been trying to do? See, let's, let us not forget. Elena Kagan, the spinster that she is. Right. The, the, the woman who, who really incentivized not just dark rooms, but elastic. This son of a gun is qualified for nothing. Zero. Zippo was a teacher. The only they had to put her name on a brief filed by Harvard to pretend she did something in the law. She's just been interwoven with this Alinsky philosophy for so long that we just pretend she's qualified to be in that position. Or how about the other woman that, that shaves her forearms? All she's ever done is give you a rubber stamp vote that if it, if it increases government power and it is a socialist agenda, then Sotomayor is in for it. Or Ginsburg, a woman who when asked in a different country, how would you start a country? Well, whatever you do, don't base it on our Constitution. Look, it's South, South Africa. It's insanity with what's yeah. going on. So these rubber stamp communists pretending to be liberals... These ones, they have the vote. What does Kavanaugh represent? He represents a disruption of that. Now, they've worked very hard to get those rubber stamp communists in there pretending to be Democrats. And they don't like when it gets upset. I'm upset! I'm outraged! Yeah, do you see this? I mean, it's really, it's like one big... I blame Viagra, Macbeth. You know, since they introduced Viagra into our society, it's been chaos. Worst thing never happened. Okay. All right, give me line two. I don't even want to hit you the You got button. a minute. I got a minute? Yep. All right, let's get him in there. We got What's up, Jim? Jim, how are you, buddy? I wanted to give a couple of examples of false accusations. Um, one was the Emmett Till case, where some white women said that he did some things that uh, he did not, and he was savagely killed. And also there was a story, it was called the Scottsboro Boys case of 1931, where nine of these kids, these you know, like younger men, were accused of doing things uh, by two white women, and they were innocent, and they spent time in jail yeah. and went through the whole legal yeah. process. Malik St. Hilaire, same thing. That's right. Of course, until you, if you have no evidence, if you can't prove it, it's your word against a guy who's been in the spotlight for 30 years, and who exactly is this woman? Nobody knew. Just has the $800 an hour pro bono lawyers pretending to be objective. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. Freedom! Freedom! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows. Our progress comes as a response to a threat, and the reaction to the threat is when you get progress. 
I'm saying that uh, that all actions of history have come that way. That's it doesn't necessarily have to be violence. Why, why, but that's well, not true. What, what was the threat? Uh, what is the relevant threat, let's John. say, uh, when uh, uh, John decides to marry Jane? Now, what that was, was Saul Alinsky telling you a little bit piece of his philosophy. Because what I like to do, see, I don't waste my time on Sundays with football. I don't care. I don't know the kids. You know, I didn't like going to sporting events when my kids were in it, for God's sakes. You know, especially if they didn't play all the time. Let alone to watch what? absolute... That's just because you're a curmudgeon. Let alone to watch absolute strangers, all that you've imported from different states that we pretend is from the whole te- home team, makes pe- me feel like I'm getting dumber by the day. So what I like to do is watch these old Bill Buckley clips. Could Have you ever thought about maybe um, the effect is correct, but you've got the cause wrong? No. Perhaps you're getting dumber every day for a different reason. Yeah, that's true. I do have CNN on. Anyway, one of the other things that he likes to do is a major premise for tactics is to develop an, uh, operations which maintains a constant pressure on the opposition. See, this, yeah. is, this is what he wants to do. This is the tactic used by the communists to always make you under pressure. So that's why you're hearing in the news clips between the shows. What is the tactic of the, of the Democrats? Let's win. The Congress, so we can impeach Kavanaugh because he got away with something. Forget about the evidence at hand, because since the time that this accusation floated, it was never about the evidence. But what they did is they went a little bit too far. And who brought him that too far? A guy who really should be sitting in, in as an alderman in Chicago is uh, the attorney. What's his name? Avanti? Avenetti. Avenetti. I'm half Italian. I should have known that. But, you know, I'm so distracted by the fact that he looks like every Chicago Democrat that I've ever met. And he's got the same slimy pattern of using false accusations and scumbags that deliver it in order to make money. That's really the Avenetti uh, tactic in making money. Well, now he's he's getting some notoriety, and he could potentially be one of the candidates that the Democrats choose to be president. And I sure hope so. I sure hope they keep sur- surrounding themselves with these kind of people, because here's the other little tidbit. I'm married to a woman. Would you believe it? I know it's a radical idea now. I'm married to a woman, and the woman I'm married to gave We've me... We've all been trying to figure that one out for years. Gave me now. two more women, my little girls, who are not that little anymore. They're teenagers, and I am watching their reaction. Not my reaction. I don't watch the Fox News reaction. I don't listen to the inundated talking points of the reaction that anybody who is not a communist is supposed to have. I'm watching the actual action, the reactions of real people. And I am telling you right now that this is going to have a complete adverse effect, not only on on the outcome of the election, but on society in general. And what you're seeing is, in my opinion, I think we are hitting the rocks. I think society is breaking apart, and it is breaking apart because the opposition to this outrageousness is also stupidity. And that's what I mean. I think the the Republicans' reaction was as stupid as it could have been. And what you saw when you saw these these senators refuse to take a stand for right and wrong is that's that's when you know society does not have the virtue we're supposed to have as a free people. All right, we got a lot of calls for this. Let's go to Ralph. Ralph and Rantoul, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Sean. Yes. Good to hear your voice. You yeah, too. I was driving home and I thought, what the heck? Oh, I know that guy. That's right. It's um, me. Hey. Yeah, two things. Say, when you're listening to those old Buckley tapes, uh-huh. uh, you need to mess around with all the dials on your machine because 
Saul Alinsky, he dedicated rules to, for radicals to his, uh, his dark lord, Satan. You know, he says to Satan. So I was just wondering if you play around with the dials enough, can you can you hear Satan whispering Get his sub-audible lies tones right something? into Saul Alinsky's ear and out of his mouth? Ralph, but what an impact did one man have on an entire political party? And you know what I love about well, yeah. it? He was a total scam artist. Here's a guy that died in a two, what, what is the equivalent of a $2.5 million house in Carmel, California. This guy lived like he was Daddy Warbucks, the whole time well, using the useful idiot, pretending to be virtuous. This is what this well, man fact, made millions of. It's that proves the point, though. The, the main point that I called was not about Saul Linsky's dark right. master. Go ahead. Uh, but was, if you're willing to lie about anything at any time, and you're completely unprincipled, then what you get is the Democrat Party and anybody else who is willing to lie about anything at any time to achieve an end. And you know what? Why do they refuse to recognize this, though? You know me now for how many years? I reject the Republicans because it's obvious that they're liars. That's why I refuse to support a a, a seven-foot fraud like Rauner. That's it. He's dead to me. And that goes for every every one of us because we, if we... We have to have principles or we get led down the prairie path of party affiliation. And before you know it, we are just simply funding the scam we call a government, the scam we call a society. And I think we're there, Ralph. I really do. I, I, you know, well, we're getting close. But I do believe, though, that the scale is tipping a little, just a little bit, not much, but a little bit where it used to be political decorum. You showed that you were sophisticated and full of political class if when your adversary making outrageous lies, not to your face, but to everybody else, to slander, to smear you, kind of like what we saw happen with Kavanaugh, that the, the right thing to do is to say, well, I'm certainly not going to justify or validate that comment by responding to it. Are you nuts? You gotta go for the jugular. That's what I love. Show some R E S P I C T. I love, and that's why I loved his reaction. But what I'm what I'm disgusted at is listening to the recap of his reaction by Republicans. They're all it's just talking points. It's the same thing as when Ford testified. Well, she seemed credible. Why did she seem credible? Because she was shaky. Because her glasses were dirty. Because her lawyers kept covering the mic. Completely incredible. She was completely incredible. Exactly. You know, and I and I thought Trump's Trump's mocking of it nailed it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But all I remember is I only had one beer. Come on, Ralph. Must have been one huge. Why is beer. there no curiosity? Why is there no integrity sought out by the other side? I used to have people that called themselves Democrats in my family. I used to somewhat kind of think, ah, we just agree on the little things. It's not the case anymore. They they we disagree on everything. We, we disagree on everything. And the reality is they're willing to use these lies, these frauds to get what they want. And in the meantime, we keep losing ground. Nobody cares that Barack Obama lied with this Obamacare. Do you realize that this is crippling the average guy every every month? Nobody cares that the, that the doctors all quit, the good ones anyway, that the majority of them are pushed into pools. There's no more private practice. Nobody cares about the results anymore. Thank you, by the way, for calling the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's about the... You got John. All right, let's go to John. John, come on. He wants me to take the calls. We got a guest coming up that I'm very excited about. That's right. Sean's learning radio. Come on, John. What do you got? Hey, hey, hey Sean. I, I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear your voice. Uh, I thought you were canceled, but... Uh, 
you know, only God hope. bless America, you're still on. That's right. They just and, put me uh, in the clock. They put know, me in the box for a couple of weeks. Go ahead. I'm, well, I'm all Kavanaugh out myself, uh, but uh, like you, um, I'm just wondering who we. I, I cannot vote for Kavanaugh. I've told you about this. You mean Rauner? And, uh, you mean Rauner? 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 friend, I'm I'm catching a lot of flack, and they're so, saying like, nervous. "How dare I?" Uh, you know, consider other options, but. What, what what would you do? Well, I, I mean, here's my answer to this. I, I recognize this 10 years ago. This notion of lesser of two evils just gets you closer to the wrong answer. It never puts you on the path of the right yeah. answer. If you're choosing between two evils, you inevitably end up with evil. And you want to know something that I laugh about is that all of a sudden we are we are called upon to save the failures in 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 a fear of more failure. It's, it's like a bad marriage. Get it over with and let's start anew. I don't want to fix a bad thing. Let's get it over with and start anew. So Roscom, and, and it's sad to watch these ads against Roscom because you want to talk about a scam artist, this Sean Caston, Gaston fraud that he is. Green energy oh, lobbyist. Is, in your opinion. Oh, in my opinion. You're welcome. Thank you for that. He's an absolute scam artist. Soup to nuts. Registered lobbyist, the green energy, fake science nonsense. Obama! And not only that, he's got cancer people coming on saying Roscom wants to hurt cancer. I mean, there is there is no dignity at all. Rather than discuss the actual failure of this fraud socialist medicine and how many real people it's killing rather than the fake ones he's accusing Roscom. But how do you defend Roscom? He's elected in 06. What the hell did you do from 06 to now? Nothing. You didn't do anything. In fact, if you look at the spending, you increased it. The debt, you're terrible too. So let's get Gaston in there and we'll throw him out in two years. Thanks, Sean. Liberty Hour. We'll be back with Jonathan Honig. I'm really excited about it. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every Sunday night when there's not men in costumes chasing balls, we are here. Yeah, each and every Sunday night except a few. Except a couple. There we go. But listen, uh, I am so privileged and so honored to uh, bring on the capitalist pig. I love him. Uh, we come to, I've come to know him over the past few years. He doesn't remember this, but over 20 years ago, I was asked uh, at the I was at the Mercantile Exchange, and a guy walked up to me. I was in the pit. He said, "Would you like to sit on this board? We're going to ask you some questions." I said, "Yes," and I am a little bit more certain than Doctor Ford that Honig was on the panel too. Are we talking an equal number of years? Um, yeah, it's probably 36 years ago. But let's go to Jonathan Honig, who has a wonderful <laughs> new book out. Jonathan. First of all, I think the timing is perfect. I think it is something people need. Moreover, I think people need to understand nationalism, populism, Keynesian economics. This is not Americanism. In fact, it's the opposite. So, uh, go if ahead. only we had a textbook. If only we had a textbook. <laughs> well, go. you got one. You got one. Great to be with you guys. Yeah. I mean, listen, people. People say they're patriotic. People say they love America. But and Sean, it's great to be with you, and thank you. So much. I mean, listen, we need more than one hour a week for, for patriotism, for liberty. That's what Textbook oh, of Americanism you. is all about. And that's the new book, and the website is textbookofamericanism.com. And Sean, the basic idea is that most people don't have any idea what America is all about. You know, they say, oh, it's, we're a democracy or something about a constitution, or they might say, well, it's Judeo Christian values. That's not what it's 
it is at all. America's basic idea, its basic fundamental premise is individualism. This, when you say it's liberty hour, Sean, it's, it's not about your neighbor's liberty. It's about your liberty, that's exactly your right. life. That's exactly and right. That's what textbook Americanism is all about. Well, I think what people have gotten away from is that we're really arguing different degrees of collectivism. And I don't think anybody embodies that better than a, than a, than a populist, than a nationalist. And it's, it pains me, as somebody who was so proud of my fellow citizen during um, the, the, really the explosion of the Tea Party after, and I don't blame Obama for the Tea Party, it's Bush, after the rejection of Bushonomics and, the, you know, at that time, what looks to be a young war as opposed to now. And it was about the people trying to, un, you know, to grab back that, that freedom and that, that pride that started the Tea Party. And uh, it saddens me to see 80% of those people turn into Keynesians, turn into collectivists. And uh, I don't know how to get them back. Do you think uh, yeah. we got a chance at getting them back? Or do you think I'm starting to get to the idea where I'm just going to go buy a little, uh, try to put a couple guys together and try to start Gulch? gulch. <laughs> well, we, well, we need it. I mean, you know, and, and, and these are the basic principles. I mean, the, the first line of textbook of Americanism, uh, Sean, is Rand asks, and this, the book is actually written by Ayn Rand. She asks, what is the basic issue in the world today? And she believes exactly as you said, the basic issue is between individualism and collectivism. And individualism doesn't mean, you know, you live on an island and, and have no friends, friends, but it means that you own your life. You exist by your own right. You don't need permission for anyone else. Collectivism says that you exist by permission of the group. You know, you exist by sake of the group. And that's when we talk about what makes America exceptional. It's not the weather or the water or even the low taxes, Sean. It's, it's that idea. In every other country in history, you know, you were serving the Pope or the King or the, the, the greater good or your neighbor. This was the first country that said, you own your life. It's your life, your liberty, your pursuit of happiness. And look what the result has been. You know, the most prosperous country in the history of the world. That's what we're moving away from, and that's what we need to recapture. But, Jonathan, don't you, don't you feel that the seed of socialism that was planted over 100 years ago has now, the, the vine is so deep in the root of, of, of our country that we are hard-pressed to distinguish it from what freedom is intended to be or this hybrid of nonsense we call freedom now. And, you know, it, it's yeah. to the point that we, we lose the arguments on the simple things, the immorality of a progressive tax. How many Republicans today can articulate that argument? And the answer is what, four? Or, mm-hmm. the, or the immorality of a Social Security and the scam, the scam that it is. And then the tax that it is or now in the current events, the, the idea that tariffs are, are, are uh, patriotic or that there is a patriotism in subsidizing failed union business. I, I, we are losing the individual arguments. How do we win the war? Yeah, yeah I mean, Chuck, you're right. And, you know, you are you are frighteningly and, and we are an increasingly lone voice. And that's, you know, people say, well, are you on the right or the left? There's, there's no difference anymore. They are the same two sides of the same collectivist coin. And, you know, the left will say, well, you know, you have to sacrifice your life for, the, what do they say, uh, the, uh, the environment or the teachers or, you know, the, the uh, environmental groups, etc. But as you said, Sean, now the right will say, well, you have to sacrifice for our farmers, our steel workers, uh, you know, our automa- automotive manufacturers. 
And the net result is that all of us are going to pay or continuing to pay higher prices, uh, you know, everywhere from Walmart on down. Now, Jonathan, I want to I want to ask you. Here's the thing: I got this 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 show thing, and we got to take a break and pay the bills. Could I keep you? <laughs> do you mind staying on? Of course. I want to keep you on because I want to ask you something about the tribalism that I think is choking us out. So uh, we'll be back after this. Give us a call. I'll take your calls after Jonathan. 312-642-5600. And during the break, go to textbookofamericanism.com and check out his book. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Now, Jonathan Honig is on the line, and I'm excited to talk to him. Cut that music. We got Jonathan Honig on the line. No time I will do to what I want. Around. Jonathan, one thing I wanted to keep you on, because I wanted to ask you this, because I watch you every time you're on Stuart Varney, who, by the way... <laughs> Makes me want to crawl through the TV. But then again, I promised my wife I wouldn't get arrested anymore. So I watch him try to get you to accept both the Keynesian-fueled GDP numbers, the manipulated Enron math of the, of the unemployment numbers. I watch him get you to try to accept what I think is the largest atrocity of all, the true globalist agenda of this mythical fair trade. And I love the fact that you combat him, but Stuart Varney is supposed to be a conservative. He's supposed to be a good guy. That's supposed to be our one outlet that isn't bought in with statism. But isn't it, in fact, preaching statism only better run? Well, I think, I think that term, unfortunately, has become muddied and lost. And that term is conservatism. Because, you know, what we used to think of as being conservatism in the right, Sean, used to be associated with free market pr- principles, individualist principles, capitalist principles, but you know, that's really been lost. And, you know, America is, America is the land that invented the phrase to make money. This is, this is the land of capitalism. And capitalism means not only being able to make your own money, but make your own choices. And that's what things like tariffs, uh, Sean, get exactly in the middle of. And you know, basically say, you know, your life is not your own. So just as the Democrats are going to say, well, we'll tell you what kind of uh, health insurance to, to buy. Making money, printing money. Republicans are going to say, well, we'll tell you, you know, what type of uh, products you should buy, where, what kind of steel you should buy. You know, what makes America successful is that we're free, is that we're sovereign as individuals. But, and that's the principles that we've been getting away from for a long time on both sides of the aisle. But what nationalism, here's the other thing. The Republicans, to me, I recognized this years ago. Who spends the actual money and buries us in debt? It's the Republicans. Who prints the money? Who promotes TARP? And here's the other thing. Nationalism. This is not only the true globalization, right? Because what they're, what they're asking for, and, and this is the other thing where you want to talk about, this NAFTA deal that we're touting is some success. People don't realize what's in the NAFTA deal is that we have to okay trade for Mexico and for Canada from other countries. We have, we're, we're a, we have colonialized the world through our, our, making them bend knee to us. It's an extortion play, and we're supposed to be the good guy. And I don't understand why Republican principled Republicans are afraid to speak up. Because I think that they are witnessing this, this cultism, this tribalization of 
Trumponomics. And we are losing the argument because we're unwilling to have it. And, and I use that because Stephen Moore, who I respected up until the Trump administration, or Larry Kudlow, who I, you know, I understood was quite the party animal in the 80s, but I admired some of his positions. <laughs> and the reality is, where's the argument being put forward by true people in power in the, that can do something about it? And it's not well, there. I, the question is what to do. And that's why I wrote text, you know, a new textbook of Americanism, Sean, is you know, what are the principles on which this country was founded? The principle is individualism. The idea that says, look, every American is a sovereign, independent entity. It's his right, his own life. It's, it's, it's a right derived from his nature just basically as a rational human being. And that the government's role is not to live his life for him, make decisions for him, help him, but to leave him free, to protect his individual right to, to live his own life. America is about the individual. And as you said, so many so many folks on the right who used to think of as being protecting those rights and, and respectful of them, uh, you know, it's we're all collectivists now. And that's why it's so important we return to these you know, basic individual individualist principles that simply have been lost. So at, uh, at 560 AM, I've been involved with them for a couple of years now. And uh, I'm going to tell you what frightened me. Uh, it was during the 16 election. I was doing a cigar event because I have the real estate company that you know in the cigar company, Cheap Plug, with sure. Jonathan Honig. That the was line. a very warm night, by right. the way. And uh, I was, you know, I had the cigars out and we were selling cigars. And this guy came up to me who I'd seen at a couple of these events before. And, and listen, what I love about talk radio is it has the most active people, the smartest <laughs> people. It really does that are listening. Right. So I always used Seems to like, like Jonathan's talked to a few. Of these I used to like before. these events because it was it was fellow conservatives, fellow principled uh, people seeking liberty and capitalism at these events. And more and more people came up to me and were like, you don't understand. We need this kind of strong man, for lack of a better word, controlling, nationalizing business, making these fights for us. And I am just sitting there. Jonathan, and I said to myself, we are in for a real rough four years. Now, look, I get all the propaganda. I know the stock market's up. I can't tell you why. Now, I traded for 18 years. I looked at all the fundamentals. I know that they're not there anymore, but it still goes up. So my thing is, what happens when it ends? Because I want you to take one of these books that you have. I want you to sign it to Sean from Jonathan Honig. And then after the apocalypse, I'm going to walk around like Denzel Washington in that movie where he couldn't see. And I'll go from town to town and preach it's it. It's your Bible. All right. So can you <laughs> well, promise not, to do that for me? I'll, I'll not only send you one, Sean, but I'll send one to your first three callers. I'll send textbookofamericanism.com to your first three callers. Who want oh, to talk a bit about this idea of individualism. And, you know, where, where the stock market goes, I mean, you know, Sean, what, what, you can't elect, uh, you can't uh, legislate based on the stock market. And it's too bad because if you remember back when the bailouts were being passed, the first bailout bill oh. failed. Jonathan, those stupid commercials. I can't get enough of you, brother. Thanks for calling the show. And we're going to have this talk. We're going to do this again. Can't wait to see you at one of the events. This is the Liberty Hour. You did hear them. 312-642. First three callers get Jonathan's book. Give us a call. We got time for it. Books. The new textbook of Americanism, textbookofamericanism.com. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. 
Well, look, uh, it's got to go through some paperwork and it's got to go through a vote in uh, in Congress. But the key point here is that this new deal opens up a lot of markets for American farmers. Uh, big help to American workers, you know, Main Street blue collar workers, um, much better conditions, much better resolution of some issues. It happens to open up financial services, uh, digital services. I think it's a very good deal. And I think now all the supply chains in North America uh, are going to continue to work out well. President said he wants to help the U.S. negotiate better deals. I think this is a good template for that. Make, make it stop. Good grief. I've got another clip of him that's a minute and 40, which he says the words blue collar about 13 times. All right, I'll tell you another thing. I that have, was Kudlow uh, on Bartiromo. Kudlow on Bartiromo. And I have other people that are calling me for Jonathan's book and texting me. Just call the show, 312-642-5600. 312 yeah, I'm not a Democrat. I don't break the rules for my friends. Um, although I you know, probably will. Anyway. Uh, what's more, what's more disgusting about the Cudlow thing is it's completely disingenuous. Not only is it the prime example of special interests where they, they tinker and manipulate and mitigate certain industries and businesses. It's a lie. And yeah. their big and thing he is, knows better. He does know better. That's why it's just disgusting to me. And his big thing is, oh, we opened up the milk trade for, uh, to Canada. Did you read the percentages? It increases. Here's the idea. Here's how you know you're getting scammed. Right now, we make up about it's about 2.3 percent of the milk in Canada is American milk. Now, forget about the reasons they don't want America milk, American milk, which is primarily the fact that we put more steroids in it than that's in the NFL. But more, more importantly, it's it's them protecting their thing, and we're saying it's wrong on one hand, but we do it on the other. That's another argument. This trade deal that they're touting, that Cudlow's touting, it boosts it all the way up, ladies and gentlemen. You ready? Put your seatbelt on if you don't have it on to 3.5%. Ooh, how exciting. And then we, they, they have this agreement where the way that they got the agreement was through strong-arm tactics. It wasn't through reasoning. And I know that that's the new idea of what America is, right? We're going to knuckle under everybody, and we're going we're gonna to show them. And, you know, I had the opportunity to interview Stephen Moore, when I filled in on the morning show, and he said, I'll never forget this. It was at the end, and I said, yeah, but what about the principles of freedom and free trade? And he said to me, yeah, but, you know, in the end, even though it may be bad, we're still going to be better because we're America. And if I'm going to lay down with the lamb, I'd rather be the lion. Well, is that a principled position, a fundamental economic position? Is that a capitalist position? Or moreover, is that a liberty position for you, the individual? Because what they're hiding this patriotism in is a tax on you, a limitation on you. And why do we reject socialism? Because it is steeped in force. It is steeped in control. And what do you want to do? You want to wrap your, you want to pretend that this control, because you may like him or you may like some idea that he's not a Democrat, but do you recognize it is the same control? It is the same force. It is the same omnipotence you pretend to reject. So that's why it's important to buy a book by Jonathan Honig. That's why it's important to stand by principles, even, even when it doesn't make you popular. Because it's, is it more important to have principles and integrity and fundamentals, or is it more important to be part of a group to put a Caddyshack hat on and pretend you're a patriot? Because if you're not preaching Americanism, you'll get nothing pa- and like it. You're not a patriot. And this is the main thing I, I, I fear when nationalism is wrapped in this, in this universal patriotism, especially when it's preaching things that are not American. 
and control nationalization of our economy. That's not American, ladies and gentlemen. The idea that we're not talking about the debt, we're not talking about the spending, and we're pretending that these economic numbers are real, it's a fraud. Don't buy into it. This is the Liberty Hour. I'll be back next week, or are there men in costumes, Macbeth? I believe it's us. Oh, good. The men in costumes will be tired. We'll be back next Sunday night, 8 to 9. I have to go home. 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 Sean from Elmwood Park.